0: such a great, great time. Hey, we're about to open up our Bibles in just a moment. Before you do, though, I do want to apologize for my shoes. Uh, This this morning, I asked my wife to set out my clothes for me. I was, you know, preparing, I'm praying, you know, I'm in the Bible. I'm like, God's presence, God, fill me up, lead me, guide me, and say, honey, can you set up my clothes for me? And I go and I see the clothes, and I say, I'm, I'm not wearing that, okay? I, I, I'm not wearing those furry boots. Now, they're very comfortable, don't get me wrong, they're very, very comfortable. I say, honey, I'm not, I'm not wearing those to speak in. And this is the quote, this is what my wife says to me this morning. I'm not exaggerating, I'm not making anything up. She says, I'm an artist. I wish I had someone doing for me what I am doing for you. (laughs) So she was so invested, like, all in on these furry little... Fuzzy boots on the inside, so I am wearing them. But hopefully it's my last time I'm ever speaking in a pair of these. Let's open our Bibles, though, today to Matthew chapter 2. Thank you so much, friends. Matthew chapter 2. If you did not bring your Bible, you can put the words on the screen. Uh, We're all going to jump in together. Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse number 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, So that I, too, may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. The star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. The title uh, for today's message is You're Gonna Have to Do Something. You're gonna have to do something. Turn to your neighbor and say, You're gonna have to do something. Tell them you're gonna have to do something. (laughs) You're gonna have to do something. You're You're gonna have to do something. You have to do something. Like, if you want what God has for you, you're gonna have to do something. If you want to step fully into the plans and purposes God has for so you, you're going to have to do something. Now, I recognize gonna for some of y'all is an offensive word, okay? You language snobs. Uh, but it is a real word. It is in the dictionary. But I'm just using it for effect. I could say you're going to. But we're just going to say gonna for today because all of us are going to have to do something. If you look at this text, there were just a couple of words that jumped off the page at me. They're found, I believe, in verse number Uh, They say after they had heard the king, they went on their way. They went on their way. They went on their way. These magi, these wise men. Now, these wise men, they get a lot of play during this Christmas time. They're everywhere. They're in every nativity scene. But the chances were they actually weren't there at the manger. Sorry. Some of you are like, wait, what? They weren't there. And we not even know that there were three of them. We only know that there were three gifts. We, it doesn't say there were three magi. So we got all these lies being perpetuated throughout our society. I've Come to set the record straight. <laughs> but they get all this credit. They were, they were there, and, but without a doubt, they did show up. They did talk to, you know, see Jesus, see Mary when Jesus was a baby. This is all at the beginning stages. But these magi, the reason that they were there is that they had to come from the east. Like if they had stayed where they were, they would have not, would have not had the opportunity to be a part of that miracle. In order for you and I to be a part of the miracles that God has for us, movement is always part of the miracle. Right. You always have to take some kind of step. God is always asking you to respond to him in some way, shape, form or fashion. The Bible says it like this. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Like you can't even please God without faith. These magi here, they could say, man, that star is wonderful. I want to be a part of this wonderful king that's being born. But if they had stayed where they were, they would have never seen what God wanted them to see. And I just feel like some of us are praying some really big prayers, but we're not willing to move and do what God is asking us to do. We want to see the miracle, but we don't want to move to be a part of the miracle. God, give me the miracle, but give it to me here with my latte. Give it to me here with my comfort. Give it to me here where it doesn't cost me anything. Give it to me here where I don't have to sacrifice. Give it to me, God, I want the great marriage, but I don't want to die to my flesh. God, I want to raise great kids, but I want—I don't ever want to be tired. I'm telling y'all if you want to do what God is calling you to do, you want to be who God is calling you to be, you're going to have to be willing to move from the east and go where God has asked you to go. When they went on their way, that's when they saw them miracle Jesus now there's all different types of movements I think repentance is a movement you're saying God I uh I'm feeling you're convicting me you're pointing this out this might be okay for other people but it's not okay for me so I'm changing my direction. I want to change the way I think. God, I want to give you my heart and my life in this moment. It belongs to you. I don't want to go that way anymore. I want to go your way. Sometimes the movement is giving, sometimes the movement is prayer, sometimes that movement is lifting up our hands and singing songs to God. Sometimes it's forgiveness. I don't know what the movement might be for you, but I do know if you want the miracle. It usually requires some steps being taken. Now, this is not just for Magi. I think it's for us today, too. Look, look with me in Matthew uh, chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. And I think we're going to go all the way to verse number 27. This is Jesus. He's walking on the water towards his disciples. Verse 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you out. For so long I've heard this text preached and and Peter has been shamed for sinking. Shamed that he did not have the faith he needed. But not often do we take the time to look at the other disciples that stayed in the boat. There were 11 of them that said, nah, not me. I'm not doing it. I'm not taking this step. Well, they never walked on water. Staying in the boat is what most of us do, and we think we're living by faith. But Peter here, peter was willing to take a step out of the boat i said this years and years ago and some people have been a part of our church for a long time you might get tired of it but let me give it a, as a reminder to everybody who's new to our church here is a spirit that i want us living with here's a mindset i want us to have and here's the phrase i'd rather be a water walking sometimes sinking disciple rather than a disciple that never gets out of the boat i'd rather be a water walking sometimes sinking disciple rather than a disciple that never gets out of the boat I know Peter sank but he also walked on water I know it didn't end up exactly how he wanted to but at least he took a step of faith I don't want to be the type of man the type of leader and I don't think you do either that I just live my life in the safety of a boat in the confines of a boat I can control everything I can handle everything no I want to be at the place that if God doesn't show up I'll look like a fool that if God doesn't and breathe, then it's going to fail. I don't want to be the one that's at the tip of the spear. I want Jesus at the tip of the spear. I'm not living for my glory. I'm living for His glory. And in order for that to happen, I'm going to have to take some steps of faith and all of us are. I'd rather be a water walking, sometimes sinking disciple rather than a disciple that lives in the boat. For us here, this is the spirit of our house. This is how we flow. And if you're like, no, 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 I like everything to be in order and perfect. Well, you can still be here. But just so you know, there will be an agitation that will come to your soul at some point in time. Because God's going to ask you to do something that you're not comfortable with. Because this is what he does to grow us and mature us. People are like, oh, man, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Do you think you just get to do that and just stay on the couch? No, you can do some stuff from the couch. Don't get me wrong. You need a laptop. But you're going to have to meet with somebody at some time. You're going to have to make some type of call sometime. People are like, oh, man, I want to be married. I want to be married. Well, you're going to have to go on a date. No, no, I'm not going to have to. It's me, Amazon driver it's gonna knock on my door. I'm gonna know it's him. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I guess you can go about it that way. You're, you're going to have to do something. You're gonna have to take some step. You're gonna have to put yourself out there somehow. It has to have a chance to fail. It has to be able, I, I'm not, I think. <laughs> I hope I'm, I'm, I'm trusting you, God, but it will require you and I to be willing to get our identity untied from things that it should not be tied to. We have many titles that we have tied our identity to, and when God is asking you to take a step out of the boat, many times he's saying, are you willing to untie yourself from what you think is you. Are you willing to say, I, I'm not an entrepreneur anymore. Or I am, but it's not my identity. I, I, I used to lead the company, but now I'm, but my identity is not going to be in that anymore. Are you, I, I've got all the degrees, but my identity is not going to be wrapped in the degrees. For family online, San Antonio, North, wherever, White Rock, for all of us together, we've got to be willing to say, God, where have I placed my worth and my value? Have I placed my worth in anything other than my relationship with Jesus Christ? Is there something else that I use as my identity, whatever that thing may be? And God, I don't want anything else to be the primary way I identify myself. I am a son or a daughter of Almighty God. That is my first and my foremost priority. I know that's countercultural. I know that's not the way we all want to think. But what God will do with us time and time again is he'll say, son, daughter, who's in charge of your life? Who's in charge? Is your bank account in charge? Oh no, bank account's not in charge of my life. Okay, give. No, Lord, I don't feel like that's you. He challenges us. I remember God doing this with me even as a teenager. I talked to the young people for a second because you get so wrapped up in sports. I remember as a teenager, God, this might sound weird to some of y'all, but it might be for somebody, okay? I remember God asking me to even fast basketball. It was a very important part of my life. 14, 15 years old. I'm wanting to play basketball in college. I got these dreams that I'm wanting to do. I remember God saying, hey, when all of your friends are going out, don't go out to hoop with them. Instead, stay and pray. Okay. I remember that. 16 years old. And there were times I was like, you know, I was like, I would pray for like five minutes and then head out to go hoop. And you're just growing, just working, processing through things. What God was trying to do in me there is to say, hey, there's going to be a day where people are going to pat you on the back for your athleticism. But I don't want those pats on the back to validate you. I got to make sure you got validated on your knees before the people ever give you an applause. So we'll take you through some times where he'll say, will you trust me with that? will you trust me with the thing that you want to control will you trust me with your dream will you trust me with what you're hoping for will you trust me with what you think is ahead for you because i know better than you is what god is saying okay go with me to exodus go with me to exodus y'all with me y'all with me exodus exodus chapter pick one uh i think i'm gonna go to 13 real quick i think i have that verse here Exodus 13, 21, I think. No, it's not. Oh, I'm making it up. Give me. Put it on the screen for me. Which, which one is it? Do I have that? It is 13, 21. Okay. I'm in Genesis. That's why I can't read it. I'm like, this is about Abraham and Lot. This ain't right. Let me keep on flipping the page here. I thought I had that memorized, right? Exodus chapter 13, uh, verse number 21. It, it, it reads... By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so they could travel by day or night. When I'm talking about taking steps of faith, I do want to say that we're talking about presence-empowered movement. Presence-empowered movement. The children of Israel are being led By a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. It's like, where's God going? That's where I want to go. When's he moving? That's when I want to move. Magi see the star on the east, and that's when they go. Okay, okay, where are you going, God? What steps are you calling me to take? That's what I'm going to do. I lived in California, but I'm feeling called to Texas. Oh, okay, God, I'll take the step. Where, Where are you calling me to go? It's not just whims and, and wishes and just random thoughts. It's, it's me saying, I wanna pause, I wanna, I wanna pray, I wanna ask God, lead me, guide me, direct my life. Yeah. So, uh, what does presence empowered life look like? What does what, what following the pillar look like? Uh, uh, a friend of mine who's a lawyer says, for him, it it looks like him doing all of his preparation before he goes into the courtroom. Mm -hmm. And he says, "Uh, I have my briefcase. And we pause and pray outside the courtroom, me and my colleagues. And we say, God, we've done all our preparation. But this briefcase, we empty it now. Mm -hmm. And we ask you to lead us and guide us. Give us wisdom and direction as we enter into this courtroom. He says, We walk in to the courtroom with an empty briefcase, but we open it, and God has always put everything in there that we need for every case that we have. What does it look like when you're running your own business? What does it look like as a father, as a husband? What does it look like as a single woman or a single man? What does it look like in your engaged time to pause and go, hey, God, lead us and guide us. We empty ourselves in this moment. We know there's some steps we want to take, but we pause here. I pause here and say, fill my briefcase. Oh, and I, you know, we started dating in college and uh, this is a, a humble flex here, but we, you know, we were homecoming king and queen back in the day, okay? Homecoming king, I wish I had the picture, I should have brought the picture today. Homecoming king and queen, now I'm homecoming king because Onika was the queen and they knew I was with her, so I was like, "Hey, no problem riding her coattails. I'm fine with that. There's a, a picture at the halftime of our basketball game, or actually at the end of our basketball game, and, And, you know, she's got her gown on, I'm in my jersey, and my teammates, you know, make like this little tunnel for us, and we walk through it, and then we go to the after party, and Onika's drunk, and, uh, no, just kidding, that's not true. I added that, that's not true. She was not drunk, those days were long behind her. She was loving Jesus 110%. She had put all 40s away by that time. But we're, uh, We're hanging out at this party uh, afterwards, and I remember so many people being so kind, saying things to us like, oh, man, you guys, you guys, you... something special about y'all, something special about y'all. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And it was wonderful, but when people start giving you those comments, they also try to dictate your path. They think they know what's best for you, and they think they know the timing. Yep. Yep. Wow. I remember people saying to me when I'm 23, 24, 25 years old, oh, you, man, if you, if you lead a church, I'll go to it. You pastor church, I'll go. It was, it was way premature for me. It was way premature. Onique and I had to be willing to go, I'm not going to allow the the opinions of everybody else to pressure me into taking a step before the presence of God goes before me. I don't want to enter into a season that everyone else thinks is good for me, but God has said it's not time yet. I'm willing to look like I'm nobody so I can be faithful in a nobody season so that when I enter into what God has for me, I still recognize I'm a nobody because I have died to my flesh and to the applause of people. And I'm living my life for his glory. There's a pillar that what they were following and it's like, okay, God, where are you going? Look, look at this in Exodus chapter 33, Exodus chapter 33. This is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. Uh, Moses and God are having an interaction. Verse number 12, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, you've been telling me, God, lead these people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. But if you are pleased with me, God, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. This family is yours. This church is yours. This business is yours. This dream, it's yours. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. That's good. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us do not send us up from here i don't even want what everybody else is telling me i need if your presence isn't there I don't want the likes. I don't want the influence. I don't want the open doors. I don't want the house. I don't want the job. I don't want the family. I don't want the kids. I don't want it if your presence is not there. I don't want it. I don't want it if you're not there. If you don't show up, I don't want it. What else is gonna distinguish me from the rest of the world. I'm not trying to live my life for the rest of the world. I'm trying to live my life for the glory of God if your presence does not go I don't want it I wonder I wonder if this can be the spirit and the heart with which we live our lives I wonder if we can be such a surrendered people that no matter what's coming our way even though it might be promotion after promotion I'm pausing and saying does God want that for me Oh man, this is gonna this is gonna put your name on the on the map. This is going you going you gonna make more money than you ever made. I don't need money. I need his presence. I need his presence more than I need money. I like some more money, but I need his presence. And I'm not going to sacrifice my family for more money because I know he called me to lead my family, but I don't know that he called me to that promotion. So I need to pause right now and just make sure you can allure me with things that God has not called me to. God, I want your presence. Now, it's awesome when his presence is in that promotion. You're like, yes, Lord. I'll go ahead and take that, I'll take double. Give me two, give me three, give me four, because God, without a doubt, does that. God, without a doubt, will send you back to school at times. God, without a doubt, will open doors of opportunity and favor. God will put you in spots that you don't even deserve to be in rooms. You're like, how did I get in this room? I don't have the credentials to be in this room. I don't have the background to be in this room. I don't have the, the connections to be in this room. But somehow I showed up here, and they're asking me my opinion. I'm not going to shrink back during this time because i know god put me here i've just been trying to follow his presence and his presence brought me to this moment so i'm gonna step into it with a sling and a stone if that's all i have in my hand and i'm gonna give my best shot for the glory of god his presence hey i'm gonna ask our ushers to do me a favor uh ushers go ahead and walk up and down the aisles and i want you to uh I want you to pass out something we passed out last week. So if you already have one, you don't need to grab another one. But, but if you were not here uh, last week, you, you can go ahead and grab uh, one of these. Uh, we've been in this beautiful season of taking some steps of faith. And last week we, uh, we shared these cards with the church family, these pledge cards of our family online. I think you can text pledge to 73,000 so you can get a download of what we're about to talk about here so you can see it in front of you. Text pledge to 73,000. We have been taking these, uh, these steps of faith here, trying to follow his presence. For our White Rock campus and our online campus, we've got this new home and headquarters that's on the horizon for us. We uh, let me tell you a little bit of the story. I was here at our White Rock campus. Uh, this is not a, a flex. This is a, what happened. Here's a story. I was praying holiness. I was praying, and I felt literally a nudge here in my ribs my side like a little push and i heard in my heart go look at that building on walnut hill lane i knew exactly what building that the lord was talking to me about and i felt this little nudge i grabbed our north campus pastor ben stokes and i drove over there it's about four or five minutes away from this white rock campus i drove over there and i come onto the property like God says, this is the next home and headquarters for Shoreline City Church. This building is big. (laughs) It's like 150,000 square feet, seats a bunch of people, and I was like, thank you? (laughs) Because I'm kind of good. Here. But just felt like God said, no, no, this, this is the next step. So am I going to lead us to comfort? Or are we going to take the step that God is asking us to take? In the middle of this, we're like, okay, we're going to take this step. You know, we talk to the board, do all the, you know, you do all the things that you need to do to make sure you cross T's and dot I's. But, but you know, we're going to take the step of faith. Like, okay, let's believe God, $20 million, let's do this. And we're in the middle of, or at the start of this. And then about 20 days ago or so, we have another building come to us for our north campus. Now, north has been set up in teardown for four years. It's up in, in the burbs, the Plano Frisco area. You don't move to Plano Frisco for setup and tear down, am Just saying. You move there to chill. Good schools. <laughs> Safety. That's why you don't move there to wake up early and sweat at five o'clock in the morning. But the team has been doing it faithfully for four years. I mean, showing up early, staying late. It has been inspiring. Well, God brings us this building. And I'm like, now? So, to our whole North family, telling them, hey, we're so excited about this. But in order for us to take this step, because We live by faith. We also live with wisdom. We're not going to stretch ourselves too much, you know, as a church. We're believing that God's going to put it on the heart of our whole North Campus. And our North Campus is going to raise $1 million themselves to make sure we can move into this building and create a whole new home for our North family. But some of y'all might not know we have our San Antonio Campus now as well. This was wild. We were sitting one day, and Bobby and Ruby, who started this church about seven or eight years ago, called Ascension City in San Antonio. Blood, sweat, and tears, beautiful family, great leaders, and and they've been just grinding and serving and loving. And Onique and I one day were spending some time in prayer as a husband and a wife, just grabbing hands and trying to make sure God's at the center of, of our marriage and and Onique was like, man, I feel like we need to call Bobby and Ruby. And we gave them a call and started talking to them. And then they were talking to us about some things that God had been putting on their hearts about moving from San Antonio and our churches. And then God had been speaking some things to Onique and I. So it just seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. We're like, okay, let's take this step. And now Ascension City and Shoreline City have become one church. And it's been beautiful to see what God is doing. They've had no campus pastor down there for months. It's been all serve team running the church. They have, they're working their full-time jobs and showing up early, staying late, meeting with people all throughout the week. I have been incredibly inspired by that. But now it's time for them to have some leaders. It's time for us to take another step of faith. It's time for our San Antonio cap- campus to have some campus pastors. And those campus pastors are coming right here from our White Rock campus. And that's Andrew and Hannah Scott are about to be the new campus pastors at our San, Anto- San Antonio campus. Come on up here, y'all. Love these guys so much. Andrew and Hannah, for those of you who don't know, they lived in Guatemala for years as missionaries. And you, you can be seated. They, they lived in Guatemala for years and came here to Shoreline City. And believe it or not, they weren't as nice as they are right now. <laughs> Still very smiley and loving, but, uh, but Andrew was jaded. <laughs> With like church, and like real skeptical, like some of y'all, are like what's really going on? What's really happening here? And then he kept digging and found out oh, I just love Jesus so. And God's done such a beautiful work of their heart and their life, and they have been such a strength to us as a church family personally and to this whole community. And uh and when San Antonio, we had this hole there. They were one of the first ones like, hey, you tell us where to go. Where, where, did, they go? What, where did it go? We're like, no, 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 not y'all. You can stay right here. And then we just kept on praying and thinking and processing. And, and months later, we said, you know what? This, this is the right step for us to take. So they're about to move down there to San Antonio. And what God has in store for San Antonio, it's not just one campus. Man, we see 10 campuses even in San Antonio alone that God wants to. Do something significant and powerful but they have to be willing to go you got to be willing to take a step you got to be willing to trust God even when you're like I'm not sure what's gonna happen this is the place where you develop and grow and the glory of God can be revealed in you and through you in ways you never thought possible. So Andrew and Hannah, we say thank you to you for your obedience and your willingness to follow the call and cause of Jesus Christ in your generation. Y'all are amazing. As we end here, there's one final verse I wanna share with us. Some of you have heard it before, maybe others of you it might be brand new. But it's found in Matthew chapter 28. It's the words of Jesus, and it reads that Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Therefore, go. Therefore, go. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Therefore, go. Leave comfort, convenience, leave the known, go to the unknown. Because I've called you to make disciples of all nations. This is our mandate as a church. This is the DNA that God has called us to have. That's right. These are the steps we are going to take. And we'll do it all until the day I don't have any teeth and I'm just <laughs> gumming an apple. We're going to trust God that we're, we will decrease and he will increase for his name, his fame, and his glory. Join mine, online family in the room. Bow your head for just a moment. I want to pray for us for just a second. Lord, would you grab a hold of all of our hearts? Would you help us to move beyond convenience and comfort, and get to the place where we say everything we have belongs to you? Do it in our hearts. Help us live lives of surrender, filled with faith, filled with wisdom. Do what only you can do in us and through us. In Jesus' name. As your heads are bowed just for a moment longer, if you're under the sound of my voice and you have never given your heart and your life to Christ. You never made him first, you've never made him number one, you never made Jesus the boss of your life. But you're under the sound of my voice right now. You're saying, I don't want to go my own way anymore. I want to go his way. I don't want to be first. I want Jesus to be first. Online, in the room, no matter where you are in life, I'm telling you, God knows you by name. And he brought you to this moment on purpose. So what's going on in your heart is is God saying, son, daughter, it's time to give me. Your heart so on the count of three I just want you to throw your hand in the air ready one two three just throw your hand up in the air you saying, yep that's me I want to give my heart I want to give my life to Christ I want to make him number one in my life I want to make him first in my life I want to, I want to make him the boss of my life this is beautiful friends all over the room online you're saying yep that's that's me I want to give my heart and my life to Jesus I'm gonna ask you to do me a favor put your hand over your heart right now if you would not mind and I want everyone to repeat this prayer out loud after me say dear Jesus I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. And today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we lift our heads up, clap our hands with joy and enthusiasm.